Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Building a Bridge. My name is Jesse Brizendine. My name is Jared Countess. And our mission is to empower people to use their voice to build a bridge beyond race relations, creating unity and understanding, effectively raising the collective consciousness of humanity. The last time we talked about our role models for division, and we talked about life being, is life really being hard? How do we learn to be divisive? The danger of blanket generalizations and identifying who is perfect. And this week, Jared, what are we going to dive into? So we're going to dive into, uh, I don't know if I'm going to call it the corruption of the state or the, uh, <laughs> the uh, you know, movement towards a, what I feel like is a more totalitarian state in the United States right now um, and how, how, it's, how it's growing. And, you know, some of my fears and concerns with, you know, just what's going on in this country, um, not necessarily socially. I, I'm, I'm, I'm almost decently happy with the social aspect, um, but politically, I have, I have a whole lot of issues. And I think maybe we'll, we'll go back and forth on the social piece and how I tie this the piece. But uh, yeah, uh, and we're going to center it around what's going on in LA right now with this Safe Pass thing. So I, I'm, I'm going to let you tell them what Safe Pass is. And uh, then we'll, we'll go ahead and, and launch, man. Yeah, so in, in Los Angeles, and it was interesting because I think the way they kind of marketed it, but what's actually true is they tried to make it seem like it was L.A. County. But I was reading some stuff on uh, Twitter, and it's actually not L.A. County, it's L.A. City. But it's them trying to make it seem like that to get more people to go and get vaccinated if they want to participate in L.A. County. Uh, but essentially, it's, it's a pass that you need to bring throughout LA city if you want to attend any sort of venues. And so it's called a safe pass, implying that you're safe. And more importantly, implying that anyone who doesn't possess that pass is not safe. And it gets you access to, you need, you have to have it if you want to go into movie theaters, uh, large public gatherings, indoor gatherings, I think concert venues, sporting events, going into gyms, restaurants, Essentially, anywhere that's indoors, I think where people gather, you're required to have it. And my, you know, my challenge with it is this. I, I think this is, it's a slippery slope about where do we go from here? Because if we're going to start to, I think, profile people, uh, you know, and I'm going to tie this into this. I think one of the fundamental challenges and why we started building a bridge in the first place is because there was an issue with profiling people based off of appearances, right? We said, you know, if somebody, and this goes back to, you know, Trayvon Martin's a great example, black kid wearing a hoodie. So we're profiling that person as being a threat or dangerous. Now, if you're not possessing a safe pass, you are a threat or dangerous. Opposite of safety is danger, right? Or dangerous. And I think this is a really slippery slope we go down because we're, where, I mean, where do we really stop from here? You know, I, and that's what my concern is. And also to be so blatantly, I think, discriminatory against a group of people who are making choices for whatever reason they're making a choice. And it's, it's I think it's more for most people than just being an a anti-vaxxer or a Trump supporter, which is kind of like the convenient labels people like to blanket over people. I think mm-hmm. there's people who are putting really thought into this and they're, they're genuinely concerned, they're worried, they're, they're not 
you know, they, they want to be safe for their own health. They've had doctors that have told them they can't get it, that they shouldn't have it, that it's, it's, ad, it's not going to be beneficial to them. Maybe they've had a friend or a family member who had a vaccine who passed. I know that I have a one degree separation of someone who recently was the only thing they had changed in their life is they got a vaccination and they passed. Same. Yeah. Same. And, Same. and, you know, do they have pre-existing two. conditions? Two, two yeah. people. They have a one degree separation. Yeah. And so it's like, it's like when you hear those stories, you know, I can understand people's hesitancy too. And again, this needs to come down to where the safety should be, do what you need to do to feel safe. If that's getting a vaccine, get a vaccine. If it's not getting a vaccine, don't get a vaccine. And I'll say one of this last thing, Jared, and then I'll pass the baton over to you. I'm still flabbergasted through this whole thing that we're not having a broader conversation of what health is in this country. You know, if we still are seeing consistently that the, the number one comorbidity is self-inflicted, that 80 plus percent of the people who are dying are overweight or obese, and it's a self-inflicted ailment, it, to me, it just seems like, why are we, if we're that passionate and concerned about the safety and well-being of people, why are we not having launching public campaigns about losing weight, being healthy, being hydrated? There's a, there's a study that came out recently talking about, and I can't remember the exact number, but a large, or not, I shouldn't say large, a, a significant percentage of people who contacted severe cases of COVID were found to be severely dehydrated prior to and we've known this for a long time that the average American, probably the average person in the world, drinks severely less than the recommended amount of water every day, right? And so, and we know there's long-term consequences with that. And I, there's a part of me that still, when I see data coming out and research coming out, I'm looking at this saying, this is, COVID is so bad in this country because we're seeing the consequences of generations of us neglecting our health. Kind of putting on the back burner for fast food and sleeping in and working five jobs because we have to put a roof over our head and stressing constantly and, and feeling depressed because we're comparing ourselves to other people and making our life less significant. And I mean, when we're going down this rabbit hole of, of treating symptoms versus the bigger, biggest, biggest issue, I, I and, you know, I wonder where does it stop? And then the other part of me, the more cynical side of me goes, well, if we're going to start putting passes on people, what we're called safe and everything else, why don't we put a danger pass on people who are overweight because they're the greatest at risk? Or why don't we put, you know, where, where are we going to stop with this? And I think it's just, it's a, it's a detrimental thing to our society to start further profiling one another as being safe or unsafe, being safe or dangerous, and then creating rhetoric around that about that's dehumanizing one another. Actually, I am going to say one more thing. I'm going to pass it to you. This has just popped up. When Chadwick, uh, Chadwick Boseman died, who is Black Panther, there was a big push on Twitter about uh, he, the lady who played Shuri, the sister in Black Panther, should take over the mantle and she should be the next Black Panther. And they start filming it and there's all the push was around her being the Black Panther, her taking over the mantle. Well, She's not an American citizen and she's, I guess, allegedly not vaccinated. So now she can't get back in the U.S. to do any sort of corrective shoots or reshoots for Black Panther because it's moved, production's moved back to the United States. And if you're not an American citizen, you're not vaccinated, you're not allowed in the country anymore. So there's this thing going on on, on Twitter the other day about those, a lot of the people, I shouldn't say a lot, people who 
were once staunch advocates for her being the replacement for Chadwick as Black Panther have turned on her and now are calling her anti-vaxxer and saying, move on, recast her. You know, it's just so callous of flipping the switch because again, we've, we've created this dialogue of if she hasn't gotten vaccinated, who cares what her reasons is? It's all about how she's just out to try to kill everybody else and being inconsiderate and everyone else. So, okay, I'll, I'll stop and pass it to you now. <laughs> so, like, I do, I do want to touch on the good uh, versus bad or dangerous versus not dangerous uh, piece um, in a second. But first, I'm gonna my my thing is again my biggest fear is a totalitarian, a more totalitarian country, right? Or or government being too big, right? Uh, and having too much say in our lives in terms of, you know, the United States of America. And I guess that's all predicated, right? That's all, you know, based on the thought of safe versus unsafe, right? So I'm, I'm gonna use, you know, uh, an analogy and then I'm gonna, I'm going to tell you something I just learned from one of my clients who is a pharmacist, right? Who's a, uh, a doctor and, you know, her job is, you know, prescribing medicine within hospitals. But first, right, so, Let's say, you know, United States of America was a war zone, right? Or let's go to, you know, when we send, you know, soldiers away, we send soldiers to Iraq and Afghanistan, right? We know for a fact that especially like certain units in the Marines, because Marines is, believe it or not, unless you're special forces, more poorly funded than some of the other branches of the military, right? And they talked about like armament with Marine vehicles versus armament with like, say, Air Force vehicles, right? And Marine vehicles were under armament. They were under armed, right? And, uh, you know, some people, America's a, a war zone, you know, everybody should have a uh, bulletproof vest, right? But you're not going to sit there and be like, oh, this guy doesn't wear a bulletproof vest. He must be, you know, he's dangerous to everybody, right? <laughs> and so if the vaccine is to, you know, increase your chances of survival, right? Then, you know, we can say it's like a bulletproof vest. Right. And if I choose not to wear one. Right. Then I choose not I choose not to wear one. Right. Maybe I feel like it's heavier and I can move faster without it. And I prefer speed over armament. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, and if you play enough, you know, whatever first-person shooter video games, you'll run into people that would, you know, some people would rather be really well defended and other people want to be fast and nimble and whatever right that's a fucking personal preference right <laughs> you're not going to tell somebody you can't be on my team because you don't wear the arm you don't wear the defensive stuff right you're yeah, you're more yeah. aggressive attack person right and so um that's a like really simple kind of analogy of how i kind of view vaccine versus unvaccinated right like it's it's a bulletproof vest it's armor for you right if you believe it is right and you know some people choose not to to wear that that's not your problem because you still have your armor on. It doesn't matter you know what i'm saying well it's still going to affect you you know differently because you're wearing armor versus the person that's not right maybe if you would believe like that right so that's the one piece now i'm going to go into science right so what you just said about obesity so my client is a she is a pharmacist in hospitals right which means she deals with a high volume of people, right? Who are really sick, right? And, you know, it's, and she runs the department, right? So she's, you know, her decision, who gets what? They came out with a mandate, mandate, right? In, you know, most hospital systems, right? That if your BMI 
is not in an overweight to obese range, you do not get certain medications on COVID, right? You have to have certain, you have to have certain pre-existing conditions, right? Overweight, obese, right? You know, uh, compromised immune system to get certain medications for to help you fight COVID. So what wow. they're basically saying is that if you're decently healthy, we're going to let your body fight this off on this motherfucking hole. That wow. is a medical no mandate. That is a medical mandate. And I think if anybody is going to mandate, right, what should be done or be the be the be the real champions of what the real process for fighting this thing is, is people in that industry who are actually fighting this thing. Like really when people have it and people are hospitalized for having it, right? Those are the people that should try to probably dictate the policy. And if their policy is, even if you're hospitalized, even if you're in the hospital with COVID, you know, if you don't have, if you're not overweight or obese, we're not going to give you that medication. Does that wow. make sense? Yeah. And so, and so that's, that's, that's how far we, that's how much we understand it, that, you know, even following the Hippocratic Oath, right, do no harm, we still decided, hey, you don't have any comorbidities, your body can probably fight this off with so. <laughs> right? so, so yet they're still mandating vaccines and not mandating, you know, drink more motherfucking water, right? Drink more water, <laughs> exercise, eat less, go for walks, yeah. meditate, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. It, this country, we're, we're league leaders in obesity, depression, and stress anxiety, which are, I think, three of the three of the proven contributors to having severe contraction cases of, of COVID, right? The well, obesity, especially, but I posted something. I'm sorry, I'm going to interrupt you because I posted no, go for it. On, my, on my social media the other day showing number of cases in India, right, versus number of cases in America, India has almost twice the population of the United States, right? And they have half the deaths and they've had almost twice the number of, of cases in a poor medical system. So they probably have more cases than that, right? <laughs> and they have half, half the number of deaths, right? And even if their deaths are under un, underreported, it's still less than us with twice the population. You know what I mean? Yeah. But their society is that much healthier, right? Same thing could be said about China. Same thing could be said about certain countries in North Northern Europe, right? Um, and so uh, Europe is a kind of a different example because country to country, some people live unhealthy lives. They're like Americans, right? To a certain extent, <laughs> you know. Um, but uh, it's it's uh, and a lot of people in India smoke, which is again like it's it's so crazy so it, it, it should go to tell you that really uh, you know and it and in that mandate that i told you about doesn't say if you're a smoker you get the medication right um, <laughs> your bmi is over a certain way you get a medication right so it's like you know they don't, you know it's, it's it really 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 um a weight issue right a stress issue like you talked about um but all that said Right about whether or not how deadly the virus is and how and and how deadly it is um, is really a dependent factor on how you have chosen to live your life, right? Not whether or not you contracted it from somebody vaccinated or unvaccinated, which you can contract it from somebody vaccinated anyway, right? <laughs> 
the real the real thing is um like our government telling us right or 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 the the institutions to, you know that be um telling us that we have to you know do this thing right we we have to do this and where does that stop at right does every issue that comes up in the United States say, okay, we'll crack down more, right? So like, you know, when I I read the safe pass thing, not only is it, you can't use those venues, right? But it traces your contact, right? The app traces, traces your contact, you know what I mean? And, and, and it's like, man, this is, this is, this is, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to call it socialism, communism, right? Um, I think those two things have have become uh, synonymous with totalitarian governments, right? And that's that being a government that really controls every aspect of people's lives, right? Um, but it's it's totalitarian in and of itself, right? So it, it's you you can have a totalitarian to, totalitarian government without necessarily, you know, uh, being socialist, right? Uh, you know, Germany, right? was a totalitarian uh, government, you know, um, you know, before and during Hitler, right? You know, the government, you know, told people where to be, when to be there, you know, how to dress. <laughs> and so, you know, I, I, what makes America great is our government does not tell us those things, right? It gives us the ability to be individuals and recognizes that the beauty of humanity and forward progress is based upon individualism, right? That's what is is based upon, right? Because everybody has something different to offer. So there is, you, like you like you talked about, there is value to the people that question the the the, the validity or the necessity of being vaccinated, and it's damn sure a value of, for people that say it's way more important that I live a healthy lifestyle and be healthy than I go out and get a vaccine. Right. And I think I think that's that cannot be overstated, if that makes any kind of sense. That voice cannot be shut up. Right. And that's that's what America is about. Don't shut up dissenting voices because they probably are saying something that is at least partially true. And the greater society needs to listen to it, right? And so all of this mandating stuff, the safe fast in, in, in LA, what's going on in New York City, same difference, right? <laughs> you, you know, at forcing, forcing va- vaccinations, right, is, 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 is trying to quiet a dissenting voice that has a valid point, right? And so no matter what you believe, you can't dismiss the validity of the point that people like you know yourself and myself are trying to make right and that's and that's scary because the second you start doing that you're you're headed towards a government that is that quiets every dissenting voice and then i think that's the death of america i think that's the death of this country right as as a world power and we you know we go out the way of the romans right and that's pretty much what happened to them right more and more totalitarian rulers over the years, right? And, 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 and so bigger and bigger government over the years, right? And, you know, it's, it's, it's the death of a nation because 
once you quad the dissenting voice, and then another voice comes in, and they're like, yeah, they're not fucking listening to me. You're much easier to be swayed to that other cause, right? You know what I mean? You're much easier to be to to be swayed in that in that other direction, even even though it may not offer the best possible solution, right? They're at least listening, and it's different from the from the from the thing that you're in, right? Like the uh, my best my best example for this real world for everybody to understand. I'm sorry, guys, is the kid who runs away from home, right? And let's say they're in an abusive household. They run away from home with no way to provide for themselves, right? No idea of the world that they're running into and the dangers that it presents, right? So maybe it was abusive, but they were fed, right? And they had a roof over their head, right? They had some of their needs met, but because they lived in terror and they're being abused, they left that situation. And then maybe they moved to another situation that's just as bad, if not worse, right? But they'll still be happy they left the other one <laughs> because they they weren't being heard and they weren't being abused. You know what I mean? And and and, and we can't we can't become a, a country that does that. That's you know what I mean? Again, like I said, we we've always, although it takes has taken us some time as a country, we've always been like, okay, this little voice is whispering. I'll ignore it. Oh, that voice is getting louder. I'm, I'm talking about civil rights movement, right? <laughs> or the abolitionist movement, right? You know, <laughs> voice is getting louder. Uh, maybe we should pay attention to it. Oh, that voice is really loud. Okay, all right. That's yep. You know what? We got it. We 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 have to we have to make this change, right? And uh, you know, with this vaccine stuff, it's like we just keep pressing forward without listening to the voices of people who are saying, well, what about this? What about this? What about this? And even though our medical industry is validating the points that people are making, we're still moving towards, you know, like with the LA Safe Pass, what's going on in New York, um, you know, what's going on with, you know, sports professionals. I know most people don't respect their opinions. <laughs> and it's, it's crazy. So you talked about the, the Black Panther thing, right? And those same group of people who are, you know, demonizing the Black Panther thing, right? You know, LeBron James came out in support of NBA people who aren't in, that aren't getting vaccinated. Oh, he did. Yes, right. And so, and so all the people who were, you know, all about him, you know, talking about Black Lives Matter and stuff like that, right? <laughs> that he came out in support of vaccinated, <laughs> you know, people like Kyrie Irving not wanting to get vaccinated. They're like, shut the hell up. <laughs> you know, it's like, a, it's your, and I think this is, this is a bigger, again, this is a symptom of a much bigger concern, right? Is when we have, when we have, I think for when most of us, when I shouldn't say most of us, when people struggle to take personal responsibility for themselves and their well-being, yes. and they're not firmly centered and connected and aware of their core values, then you're always going to be like that feather in the wind, and you're going to blow wherever the wind takes you. And yeah. you're going to be reaction is going to be necessitated because it gives you significance and purpose. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so this comes back to this bigger challenge where it, the question I keep asking is, okay, for everything that we know about this, why are we not pushing 
why are we not pushing a social program around health, mandating health? You know, it's, and my skeptic comes in and says, again, when the government's saying this is the solution, this is the same government that also advocated the food pyramid, which has proven to be one of the biggest sources of most of the problems many of us deal with now in terms of our health. And so we don't, here we are almost two years into this. We, we realized very early on that there was a consistent demographic who was having the hardest time with this people who were who were overweight who were had some sort of comorbidities and what if we would have just started april of last year we need to have a national weight loss campaign a national be healthy campaign and if there was going to be a sanction or a safety mandate it's on the way our press can embellish stuff the way they can you know they can twist and manipulate things to push whatever bias they want to. I, I was watching the other day, I was at the gym, Fox News was on one TV, and I think MSNBC or CNN or one of those was on another TV. And these guys are taking uh, something that was going on, and it's incredible how one side is sitting there calling the left this, and the other side's calling the right this. And I'm just watching this, thinking like, there, there's, there's so minimal I mean, factual reporting, and there's definitely no, here's the information, you make your choice. Everything is emotionally driven, trying to push that nuclear launch button inside of all of us. That's going to get us fired up and upset. Mm -hmm. And that's the most, that's the most unhealthy stress inducing thing there is. And so then all we're doing is we're, we're learning how to distrust one another and create enemies out of humans. Enemies being those who don't believe what we believe and. And again, I, I want to reiterate this too. I, we, the couple of times we've broached on this topic, I'm so grateful that we're alive at a time when science is able to develop vaccines and it's able to have those available for people. I'm so grateful we're alive at a time where we understand as much as we do about the human body, human anatomy, that there's all those alternatives. And, and my heart goes out to so many people who have lost loved ones and have been affected by this whole period of time. I think we're far enough into this now where virtually all of us have known someone who has lost someone or we've lost someone because of it, or we've had it or gone through it or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. we have to start having conversations about coming together and, and those, and a conversation about coming together is not one that says you're safe. You're not. So you can't sit at the table. Bingo. Right. It's, it's just, it's not that. And then if, and, and nor is it one that is, creating you know i would i would i would not call it as strongly as propaganda but basically marketing campaigns that are i think i think strongly misleading it's, it's when you say like the whole campaign about you know getting the vaccine isn't for me it's for you you know i i, I would push back on that and say well you know, for the same thing as your, as your client had told you about the, who's, who's requiring medication, who's not, and who's, who's churning up the important resources in the hospitals right now. My reason for getting up at 3 a.m. and going and working out is not for me, it's for you. you know, I mean, we can, if, if we start down those roads, it's a matter of, of semantics and we can flip-flop those arguments and those discussions either which way to prove points. And then the bigger point, the only point to me that really matters is it's the point of, of each of us as a human being on this planet, and each of us has values and belief systems. We have a reason to believe by what we, why we believe. And 
the way for us to come together is not going to be immediately alienating somebody else because they they they're pro or against a vaccine. They're they're left side or the right side politically. They voted for this person or they didn't vote for that person. It's coming together and acknowledging and saying, man, like gosh, probably the same reasons that I want to get the vaccine. I'm worried about my health. I'm worried about my family's well-being. It's probably some of the same reasons you may not get the vaccine because you're worried about your health. You're worried about your family. You're worried about that. You know, it's it's like, again, it goes back to what you and I have been saying this whole time about if you were to, if you were to separate Black Lives Matter and the KKK or any sort of extremist groups and you were to take away the, the hurtful, divisive stuff and you were to get down to the core of why are they doing what they're doing, so many of those core components are the same or similar, but it just gets lost in the rhetoric and the in the inflammatory language, and then the divisive actions that follow. Uh, you, I know you've got to get off of here soon, so I'm, I'm just going to interject on what you're talking about in terms of, again, the safe unsafe, right? So, I think the best point that you you hit on is just the denoting or the classification, classifying as one group of people as safe, classifying as one group of people as dangerous, right? And um, I think we can classify that, you know, sometimes in a, in a lot of ways, right? But in this case, as I just, we talked about with the medical industry and stuff like that, like, there are elements of Black Lives Matter, elegant elements of Antifa that are unsafe, right? That are dangerous. There are definite elements, in my opinion, I'm fucking look at me, right? Of the KKK and, you know, other, you know, racist organizations that are dangerous, right? Yeah. <laughs> but classifying a vaccinated versus an unvaccinated person as dangerous is logically and scientifically false. Does that make any kind of sense? Based upon what we understand about how this virus works, that is just not a true freaking statement, right? You can't say that one group, you can't say unvaccinated people are dangerous, right? And, 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 and vaccinated people are safe, right? You can definitely say, according to science, right, that being overweight or obese is dangerous, <laughs> right? Like you can definitely say that, but you cannot definitely say it's unsafe for me, for you to be unvaccinated. You cannot say that like that, like nothing in the scientific literature can really prove that that person that's unvaccinated is unsafe to people who are vaccinated, right? Uh, you can say to somebody with the virus is dangerous to people that don't have it, right? But you can't you can't even necessarily say they're more dangerous to people that are unvaccinated versus dangerous people that are vaccinated, right? You 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 know what I mean? And and you and you can't say that because you're unvaccinated, right? You're uh, more likely to get the virus definitively because we definitely know that there are genetics and all these other kind of variabilities that, you know, predicate your susceptibility to this virus. One of them being, being overweight, right? <laughs> being obese, right? Yeah. You know, and, and, so it's, and so it's just a false, it's a completely, completely 
false narrative. Whereas I could actually, we could actually have debates. Like I think we can actually have an argument over whether or not, you know, uh, Black Lives Matter or, you know, I actually had a conversation with a, with a person. It was a, it was a damn argument, right? About, <laughs> about, 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 you know, you know, racist organizations like the KKK and all that other kind of stuff. You know, they told me, well, they're not the problem in America today, but Black Lives Matter is. And I was like, they're not, you know, they said they're not dangerous, but this group is. I was like, come on, man. Like, that was an argument, right? And so um, we can have that argument. We can have that debate. I, you know, I don't mind. I'll have that argument and debate all day, whether it gets fiery and contentious or whatever. But I'm not, I, if I'm debating with you about, you know, the safety versus dangerousness or unsafety of vaccinated versus vaccinated people, then I, I think that, I think that we're, we're, we're having a completely illogical argument. Like there's no, there's no, there's no basis for that, right? And, and, and again, the only reason why I can, I can say there was a basis for that person's argument at that point in time was because at that point in time, people who quote unquote supported Black Lives Matter were rioting, right? And so I, I, could, I could understand their basis for their side of that argument, right? And, 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 but I couldn't, I can't, there's no, for me, there's no basis for the logical argument that unvaccinated people are unsafe or more dangerous than vaccinated people. Does that make, am I making sense? Yeah, man, it is. And, and I know we got to start wrapping up. And I think just my kind of final 20 seconds is, is this. It's, it's just sad. It's all really sad. It's sad that we're in a space where all of us are affected in some way. We all have feelings, opinions, thoughts, beliefs. We've all got our reasons for it. And they're all justified based off our life experience. And you're going to get put in these different boxes based off of whatever narrative is going to, which whatever narrative is going to drive behavior yes. and by behavior. It's going to be what's going to get people to react and respond one way or the other. And that's either jumping on this bandwagon or alienating this group. And it's, it's sad that we have so many messaging and so much focus on divisive versus United. I, you know, I was, I don't even know if I would call the United States the United States right now. And I absolutely love this country. I'm so proud to be from here. But if somebody asked me where I, I live, I wouldn't say United States anymore. I'd say America. And they'd say, and if they were to ask me and they said, oh, United States, I'd say the States. Yeah, but we're far from United right now. <laughs> and, and most of that I would attribute to who we have as authority figures and leadership. Our leadership people, authority figures, and by authority, people who have power. And I think that's largely our media. And I, I mean, I'm not going to be shy. I'm not a super big fan of our, our government or our media here in this country. But I think it's just sad because there's a lot of really good people out there. And there's a lot of good people who have hopes and dreams and aspirations for their friends and family. They want to see their lives and their lives made better. They're just they're not looking to do anything crazy in life. They're just wanting to go and enjoy their life the best they can. And, and because of how we have, were, I think the, the way things have built up and the narratives of how we treat one another and what we're focusing on consistently in our media, in our politics, it's, it's handicapping that experience to some extent for a few people, I think. And people are, people are going through 
a stressful time and there's stress layered onto it, that doesn't need to be there. And I think that's, that's a sad thing. It's a really sad thing. There's the, there's a stress of a situation and then there's all the extra stuff that gets lapped into it with our media and politicians. And yeah. So, all right. I, I think we should make this one public, by the way, I'm going to petition you. I'm going I want to share this to my Facebook page, hoping you post this on YouTube as well. Cause I think this is one of our best conversations and my last point is most of the people who I know that are not getting vaccinated, including myself, have no problem with you going out and getting vaccinated, right? They may not advise it and might disagree with it, but if you choose to go get vaccinated yourself, I don't have an issue with it, right? That's a, it's a freedom thing, right? And, and I think, I think that's, that's, to me, a fundamentally American thing. And I think that the people on the other side of the table need to, 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 to recog- recognize that, right? And um, yeah, and so I, I just, it's crazy to me that there's so much division over this particular topic, if that makes any kind of sense. Yeah. Like, I, 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 it, just, it just seems, is, is, it's crazy to me because, again, I, you know, I think the two people that I know that have died from COVID that that I know personally were vaccinated, right? And they still died, right? But both were obese. Does that make sense, right? Yeah. And, and, and so, you know, it, it's 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 <laughs> it's very it's very frustrating for me. Is that, you know, same same for you and. and and uh, I still, I, I still believe in a lot of ways we're the United States of America, but definitely division has grown in, and I, and I blame leadership as well. I blame leadership as well because because definitely the people in power right now, uh, I haven't heard one of them say it should be your choice to get vaccinated, right? I have, I, I, I just haven't, I haven't heard you know our country's leader, right? You know what I mean? I haven't heard him. I haven't heard him, heard him say that, and I and I think I think that needs to be said because you know that's that's what America is. That's what America is. Um, so I anyway. anyway, in my from my as yeah. an American, yeah, your opinion, man. It's just yeah, yeah. it's your opinion. It's my opinion, and your opinion is based off of your life experience your circumstances all the days that you've lived that brought you to right now mine's based off of my life circumstances my journey all the things that brought me to right now and it's not that either of our opinions are right nor is it that either opinions are wrong it's just our opinion and and that's that's the beautiful thing about what was always the beautiful thing about this country is we could have an opinion and it didn't make you a good person or a bad person just made you a person and now it's opinions are being put in the boxes oh if you have this opinion it means you're this you have this opinion it means no, no no it doesn't mean that it just means that you're still jared i'm still jesse you're still a guy who grew up in inner city baltimore i'm still a guy who grew up in bumfuck northern california and you know we're just here having conversations and sharing opinions and it's 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 just that it doesn't make you a better person it doesn't make you a worse person it just makes you a human one one more opinion before i get off yeah, I like that shirt. Thanks, man. I do too. 
All right, buddy. Appreciate you. We look forward to everybody. We're, we're curious to hear your thoughts, your questions, your comments, your opinions. We, we love, appreciate, and respect you. And Jared, as always, man, I appreciate you, man. Always, Thank man. Everybody. Always. Definitely. Yes.